Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Dan Gilbazan, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Hey there, Tom Ruger here, and you are tuned into TuneCast. Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. Optimus Solo, what are you doing here? I'm always here. Yes, yes. In the background. Yes, just not always talking. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, this is TuneCast, and this is uh, going to be a clip uh, that plays in front of uh, TuneCast episode 293 to 299. Because apparently you've created a third personality or a second personality for yourself. You're just now another 80s geek or something like that? There's this guy I know. He's called Just Another 80s Geek. And uh, he's got this video thing that he does on the YouTubes and things like that. So, yeah, it's uh, called Geek Showcase. It's a chance to highlight all things geeky in a video form. So branching out from just audio. So this will be a chance for you to see all kinds of geeky things, whether they be toys, whether it be just graphics on the screen with top 10 lists and things of that nature, opening packs of cards, going through geeky memorabilia, knickknacks, paddywax, give a dog a bones, um, anything like that. So yes, you should check out the YouTube channel geek showcase, but to give you guys kind of a feel for what kind of stuff goes there, minus the visual part, we're also giving it to you in audio form right here on TuneCast and Podcast. That's right. So if you hear Kevin say something like, you can see this on the screen, it's because this was originally a video where he would put up his diagram of his ultimate Saturday morning cartoon lineup. And you are starting, this is why we're starting in episode 293 to 299, because those are the next episodes I had available. And you are starting with 1983 all the way up to 1989 and going through basically your ultimate Saturday morning cartoon lineup. Yeah, basically I've seen a lot of people post stuff on social media over the years, whether it be Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, and they always have like, ooh, the best cartoon lineup or this lineup versus this lineup, or they do drafts or they do different things. So I thought I was going to do my take on that basically. So I've created a list for each year from 1983 to 1989. I explain on the records here why i don't do 80 81 and 82 but just real quickly it's just too hard there's not enough cartoons out yet for yeah. the to do those years so it starts in 1983 goes to 1989 there's a bunch of rules that i outline in yep. the record so you'll have to listen to that mainly in the 1983 record i won't do that as much in the subsequent episodes if you want the dirt on how these lists were developed you have to listen to the 1983 episode first all right well that's going to do it, and let the show begin. Yay! Yay! 
this is just another 80s geek and you are tuned in to the geek showcase where we highlight all things geeky and today we're giving you our second chapter in the ultimate 1980s cartoon lineup episodes last time we gave you the lineup for 1983 let's review that real quick in the 8 a.m time slot we had the combination of superbook and the flying house in the 8.30 time slot, we had the classic Smurfs. At the 9 o'clock time slot, we had Inspector Gadget, followed by the 9.30 showing of Saturday Supercade. We started the 10 o'clock hour with Dungeons and Dragons, followed up by Strawberry Shortcake. And then we ended our last hour with the 11 a.m. time slot going to G.I. Joe, a real American hero, and our 11.30 time slot going to the iconic... He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. So that was our 1983 lineup. Today, we're hitting 1984. If you don't remember from the last episode, or this is the first one you're tuning in, just a couple pieces of business to get out of the way. In order for a cartoon to be listed, it had to debut episodes in the year that we are highlighting. Also, we disqualified any cartoon that aired episodes prior to the 1980s. And we can only use each cartoon once, so you will not see any of the cartoons I just listed for 1983 in any of the future year lineups. And as an added bonus, we've created a theme for each time slot. You'll have to keep track as we go year by year to see if you can figure out what those themes are. So without further ado, the ultimate 1984 Saturday morning cartoon lineup. We're going to start with the 8 a.m. time slot, and we are going to maybe one that's not quite as well known as some of these others. We're going to start with a show called The Get Along Gang. The Get Along Gang aired 14 episodes in 1984. I know it's not a lot of episodes, but it fits a theme, and I loved The Get Along Gang, even though it has become somewhat of a controversial cartoon. It's brought to you from those characters from Cleveland, just like Strawberry Shortcake from last episode. It aired on Saturday mornings on CBS, and it starred the likes of Montgomery Moose, Dottie Dog, Wolma Lamb, Zipper Cat, Porsche Porcupine, and Bingo Beaver. Maybe some of those images are familiar to you. And then the antagonists are Ketchum Crocodile and Leland Lizard. As far as the voice cast, just the ones that I would like to highlight here, Dottie Dog is done by Bettina Bush. Bettina Bush uh, is now a singer, but she had some iconic roles, and we might get to another one of her roles later today, so I'll save that for that. And um, Leland Lizard is actually voiced by Nicky Cat, which he became known for a lot more of his live-action roles, and I'll throw a couple of those on the screen for you to look at right now. And a lot of the supporting roles in this show were voiced by the legendary Don Messick. Like, Don Messick is in the holy trinity of voice actors, pretty much, with Dawes Butler and Mel Blanc, as far as the classic era, and he did a lot of the supporting roles here, so that was cool. Music done by uh, Levy and Saban. Um, the executive producers are Andy Hayward and Gene Chalapin, which are going to be repeated a lot. This is another Deke programming. So even though the pilot was Nelvana and aired on Nickelodeon, most of the series was done on with Deke and aired on CBS. And we've seen a lot of Deke shows so far. Great theme song. I really enjoy the theme song. The reason this show is a little bit controversial is because of its theme about getting along. And basically anybody that questions or steps outside the group is sometimes, they're saying it sometimes, uh, is seen as evil in this show. So they're basically trying to say that this show could possibly be guilty of conformity and trying to get everybody to just do as everybody else is around them. 
I guess it depends on how you interpret it, but that is the controversy around it. I enjoyed it as a kid, and it I spoke out very often against the group, so it didn't have that effect on me. So Get Along Gang is your 8 o'clock time slot as we start out in 1984. Let's move to one that you probably know even more, which is our 8.30 time slot, which is going to one of my favorite cats, Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats. I always preferred Heathcliff over Garfield, so just as a heads up, we may see Garfield in a future year, but I always liked Heathcliff. There was a couple different versions. There was a Ruby Spears version done in 1980, and then there was this version, which came out in 1984, lasted in 1985, aired 86 episodes in those two years. And if you're keeping track, we gave you a few of those nuggets last time as far as the all-time rankings for 80s episodes. 86 episodes would make Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats the 13th highest number of episodes that aired in the 80s. What is it tied with, you may ask? Well, Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats aired the exact same amount of episodes as last week's Inspector Gadget. So they both did 86 episodes. That's why they are tied for 13 on the all-time list. This is another Andy Hayward and Deke vehicle. It was created by Bruno Bianchi, who also created Inspector Gadget, and George Gately, which is the main person that created Heathcliff. And Heathcliff has to have one of the all-time best 1980s theme songs. I can't play it because I'll get a copyright infringement, but go seek out Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats theme song. I think it's one of the best in the 80s. And this was just like, Garfield was a little bit more lazy, a different form of comedy. It's still a great show. But Heathcliff always appealed to me for some reason. I don't know if he's just more renegade or more of a fun character for me, even though Garfield might be the funnier character. But I don't know. I loved Mel Mel Blanc uh, doing the voice of Heathcliff, and I always enjoyed this show. So this one is an easy choice for me at the 8.30 time slot, which if you were keeping track of last episode, we had Smurfs in this time slot. So Smurfs and Heathcliff and Cadillac Cats fit the same theme. What is that theme? You'll have to figure it out. If we're going back to that 8 o'clock hour, Get Along Gang and Superbook slash Flying House fit the same theme. You'll have to figure that out as well. All right, let's start with the, or let's continue with the 9 o'clock time slot, another iconic 1980s cartoon. We're going with Alvin and the Chipmunks at our 9 o'clock time slot. They aired 89 episodes in the 1980s. That's 11th most, so a few more than the Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats and Inspector Gadget. Alvin and the Chipmunks aired from 1983 to 1989. It is a Ruby Spears and then later Deke. Uh, they aired on NBC and they actually dealt with three different animation c- companies. So if you're watching like the complete series of Alvin and the Chipmunks, you're probably going to find a bunch of different animation styles and things of that nature that don't quite mix uh, or don't quite flow together. And that's why. Ross Bagdasarian Jr. and Janice Carmen are the vehicles that ran this show and do almost all all of the main voices. It's obviously based, Elvin and the Chipmunks were created by Ross's father, Ross Bagdasarian, not Jr. And there was a couple, there was one series before this that predated it. And then there's been four films. There's been three additional series, including the most recent, which was a 2015 reboot. And obviously, Alvin and the Chipmunks are probably most known for their music and their albums that they had put out back there in the 80s records and things of that nature, the Christmas songs and the hula hoop and and all that type of stuff. But they've also been 
able to be in live action with the CGI. They've had their cartoons. So a staple that most people are going to know who Alvin and the Chipmunks are. Like if you stop somebody in the streets and say, hey, do you know who Alvin and the Chipmunks are? They're going to know who they are. They might not know who the Get Along Gang are, and they might not even know who Heathcliff is. They're going to know who Alvin and the Chipmunks are, probably similar to last week with Inspector Gadget or Smurfs. All right, let's move on to our 9.30 time slot. I love this one. It doesn't get much more iconic 80s than this. This is Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies aired 87 episodes in the 1980s, which is 12th most uh, all time. It, It was everywhere in the 80s. It started here in 1984. It runs until 1989. This is a very critically acclaimed, successful cartoon. It won seven daytime Emmys. Uh, aired on CBS, and in its initial season, the 1984 season, the show was ranked as the most popular Saturday morning cartoon on CBS, and it was actually top five of the 42 network shows. So obviously a iconic Saturday morning cartoon, not a weekday cartoon. It actually aired on Saturdays. In 1985, it became even more higher. In 1985, the ratings were even higher. And as of 1986, it was the second most popular children's programming among the top 30. It attracted more than 4 million viewers each week. Also very popular with licenses and things of that nature. So even though it had a lot of success, it actually, the ratings started to decrease towards the end there in the 89, 90, 88 season, kind of in that realm. And it started going up against the likes of things like Garfield and Friends and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that's really what kind of had to do with the decline of the Muppet Babies at that time. And we actually didn't see a reboot until 2018. Just recently we had the CG reboot of Muppet Babies, also a decent show. The interesting thing about Muppet Babies is it kind of started a trend of other shows doing baby versions or younger versions of characters that we already know. I'll throw a few of those up on the screen and you're probably familiar with those, but it was like this craze of everybody doing like the kid versions or the baby versions of characters that we'd seen in other cartoon forms, etc. The other interesting thing about Muppet Babies is it introduced a new character. So Skeeter was not in existence before the Muppet Babies. And also this kind of like started from a scene in one of the Muppet movies and it kind of got debated on whether it should be a show or not, somewhere for it and somewhere against it, but I'm glad they made it. The only bad part is they they had so many live-action film clips and sound bites and sequences that it's almost become impossible for this to come out on DVD or Blu-ray or some type of complete series physical set just because of all the different licensing and legal loopholes that they would have to go through, which is a shame because Muppet Babies is a fantastic cartoon. And that is in our 9.30 time slot, which was the same as the 1983 show Saturday Supercade. So what is the combination between Saturday Supercade and Muppet Babies? All right, let's move on to 10 o'clock with probably our most obscure cartoon of the day. Some people are going to question why this is on the list. If they, It's going to be between this one and Get Along Gang for 1984 as far as which one doesn't belong in this slot. But again, you're going to have to wait and see all of the different years because it was a jigsaw puzzle to get something from each year to fit and fit the theme and that I thought was worthy. So our 10 o'clock time slot goes to a show that most of you probably haven't heard of. It's called Kid Video. Aired 26 episodes in the 1980s, aired from 1984 to 1985. It was a Saturday morning cartoon on NBC, another Deke uh, Andy Hayward, Gene Chalopin show. 
So what is kid video? It's kind of like the capitalization of the MTV craze with music videos and things of that nature. Try to take that and somehow turn it or fit it into a cartoon and see if that's successful and the kids like it. So Kid Video and his band, which was Carla, Ash, and Wiz, they fought against Master Blaster, who was in the flip side. So it's take it, take it to the flip side. That's in the theme song as well. There was also a fairy named Glitter, a very music video-centric show. This, just like Muppet Babies, though, has a lot of issues as far as licenses go. licensing issues go, be, which has prevented it from having reruns aired, DVD or physical set releases, etc., because, again, they'd have to go through and get all of those permissions and pay people and things of that nature. But it's an interesting show. So it's broken up with a lot of different music videos that were created for the cartoon slash music videos that were actually in existence. And it's just a way to try to kind of hone in on that craze and that new found form of entertainment that we knew as a music video. So Kid Video, if you're not familiar with it, at least go check it out. The theme song's okay. It may be a little bit too long and maybe shows a little bit too much of everything, but and talks a little bit too much, but the music part of the Kid Video theme song is alright. So it's worth a check out if you want to. Again, it fits the 10 o'clock time slot. Last episode, 1983, that belonged to Dungeons & Dragons. So we have Dungeons & Dragons, and now we have Kid Video. They actually have might have two things in common, so it might throw you off a little bit. All right, let's go ahead and run into our 10.30 time slot where we have the iconic, I said this person was going to come up later, we have the iconic Rainbow Bright. Debating on how many episodes it has, some sources say it had eight, some sources say it had 13. I believe I can only find eight um, from 1984 to 1985, so not a lot of episodes. So why does it belong here? Well, I don't know There's if it gets more iconic from a female character standpoint than Rainbow Bright. Like, we had Strawberry Shortcake in this time slot last time. We have Rainbow Bright. If the theme's not already obvious for 1030, I'm sorry. Uh, but it's going to be the most obvious of all of them. So there's only a few other characters that are probably as, as iconic as Strawberry Shortcake and Rainbow Bright for the female audience. So that's why it's here. I think it belongs here. Uh, Bettina Bush was the connection there. She was in Get Along Gang, and she plays Rainbow Bright here. This was a Hallmark property produced by Deke. Again, another Deke show. They were kings in the 1980s. There was a movie called Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer that was actually a theatrical film. I mean, it didn't do great, but it did have a theatrical release. We had Bettina Bush in here. She did some voices in My Little Pony, The Littles, like I said, Get Along Gang. And she's featured in a lot of the 1980s, or not a lot, but a few of the 1980s commercials from McDonald's. She's one of the I'm Loving It people. And she's a singer now, so you can probably find some of her stuff online if you go searching. The bad guys in this cartoon were Murky and Lurky, and they were voiced by Peter Cullen and Pat Fraley. That is amazing. So you should at least go check out one episode of Rainbow Bright to hear Peter Cullen and Pat Fraley as dueling, bumbling, idiot villain characters. Uh, There was a human character called Brian that Rainbow Bright helped, too. He was voiced by Scott Menville, who kind of got typecast in the 80s at, at one point of doing like the human boy character in some of these otherwise outlandish cartoons and he's done so much since there was a reboot of sorts in 2014 but it was only like a three episode miniseries but it did feature the talents of emily osmond and molly ringwald so if you're a rainbow bright fan and didn't know that existed maybe go check that out so rainbow bright is in our 10:30 time slot that leaves us only two shows left and i think it's funny that it worked out this way, that these are going to be back-to-back. So in the 11 o'clock time slot, we have 
a lot of people like to hate on this cartoon, and I am not one of those. This cartoon takes me back more than anyone. Like, if I hear the first little bit of the theme song or any part of the cartoon or the voice work from this cartoon, even though I might like other cartoons more, this one takes me back to my childhood more than probably anything else. It is the challenge of the GoBots. They had 65 episodes in the 80s, which was tied for 20th. There's a bunch of shows, obviously, that had 65 episodes because that was the standard syndication package. So a lot of shows there tied for 20th with 65 episodes. It aired from 84 to 85. A Hanna-Barbera vehicle based on the Tonka toy line. And this featured the Guardians versus the Renegades. And we had characters like Leader One, Turbo, Scooter, Psykill, Copter, and Crasher. There's no insignias that define the factions in the show, like another show that's very much similar to it. So you just kind of had to know based on how they looked and how they were designed, if they were good or bad, or how they were voiced and how they acted. So that was kind of interesting. They also didn't have guns, so to speak. They shot lasers from their fists, which was interesting. They also had a theatrical film release called Battle of the Rock Lords. Um, most people probably have forgotten about that. But forget the haters, guys. Challenge of the GoBots is a cool show. The toys are fine, maybe not as good as its counterpart. That's you know, it's it's a nemesis, I guess, at the time that it was going up against. But I think the cartoon itself is classic and deserves a little bit more credit and attention than it gets, thanks to so much hate from another fandom. Which, by the way, comes in here at eleven thirty time slot. We have Transformers. So Challenge of the GoBots came before Transformers. In so many ways, the TV show, the movie, and here in our time slot. So Challenge of the Robots at 11, followed by Transformers at 11.30. Transformers aired 98 episodes in the 80s. That's the sixth most. So only five other cartoons had more episodes in the 80s. It aired from 1984 to 1987. What else do you need to say about Transformers? There was the animated film. There's been six live-action films with a seventh on the way. Yeah. And then we have more than 15 animated series, spinoffs, reboots, etc., there's an extensive comic book library. I mean, the Transformers fandom is a thing all in of itself. Like, it's huge. The toys have almost been on the shelves every year since since 1984. There's been a few maybe, you know, blank spots here and there. But for the most part, man, right from Transformers into Beast Wars and the Beast Machines and the Unicron Trilogy and all the newer stuff, Transformers Prime, War for Cybertron, Earthspark, etc. So Transformers is just part of our culture, and it has to go here. So that was Challenge of the GoBots and Transformers. The 1983 time slot and these two time slots had G.I. Joe and He-Man. So G.I. Joe, He-Man last time, Challenge of the GoBots, Transformers this time. And that rounds up your 1984 Ultimate Cartoon lineup. So let's review it real quick. It's Get Along Gang, followed by Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats. Then we go to Alvin and the Chipmunks, followed by Muppet Babies. The more obscure Kid Video, followed by the iconic Rainbow Bright, Challenge of the Gobots, and Transformers. That is your 1984 Ultimate Saturday Morning Cartoon lineup. I have been just another 80s geek. You've been watching the Geek Showcase. Keep an eye on the channel, subscribe, and keep looking out because we will have 1985 coming real soon. Whirlwind approaching. Wing it.